Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Okay, so on a game level, what the heck were you all doing last week? I bought a very cool rapier. You you bought that's right. You bought a fantastic rapier. Uh, Rill and Ember went to the libraries and and got their study on. Alusha got some armor. And... Uh, yeah, Alusha got some new armor and some new clothes. You have clothes that will break away when you transform rather than rip, and you have armor that is being adapted for you over the next couple of days that will stretch to some extent with you. And the artisan. Pointedly did not ask why. Yeah, we might have yep. an artisan who thinks you're, I don't know, some kind of weird serial killer or something, but... Yes. I, or a werewolf. She, she doesn't want to know that you're a werewolf. She is therefore assuming that you're definitely a druid. Clearly a druid, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what all the wolfing is about, is because you're a druid. Yep. Oh, and we, like, learned all each other's secrets, so we don't have any secrets from you. You, you did have a hot heart, and now everyone knows everything about everyone. Beyond that, you are expecting to get your next mission from the Couriers Guild in a couple of days. And you have a dinner date with Annette Bosworthy. Oh, God. I mean, a dinner and a show. Wait, does, does everyone have a dinner date with Annette Bosworthy? <laughs> 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 has a dinner date, and I'm kind of assuming the others are probably going to tag along just to, you know, mess with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to sit three rows behind you and then pelt you with popcorn if you do something stupid. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so we'll just run out of popcorn then. Yeah, basically immediately, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if you've invented popcorn yet, but for the sake of throwing it at each other, I'm willing to say you have. <laughs> well, I mean it's like popcorn is a really old like it's a what really a pop- old thing. It's been around for popcorn's a while. Popcorn's easy to invent if you have maize. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just not worrying about real-world geography in terms of who's got what plants, because I don't care enough and I don't have enough time. We're now collapsing into... We're, 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 in, we're in terrible danger of collapsing into the mortal path as we make a serious, as we make a serious point of whether or not we have maze. <laughs> you definitely do. You have maize, you have potatoes. Um, either of these can be thrown at each other. One would be slightly more damaging. You're just sitting back there with a sack of new potatoes. (laughs) I was not imagining new potatoes. I was imagining like full russet potatoes. (laughs) Throwing full russet potatoes raw. Full on baked potato, back of the head. (laughs) Not even baked. Take 1d6 bludgeoning damage for a potato. (laughs) All right. So. 
I think basically, um, yeah, it's time for me to take Annette Bosworthy on a date. I think it is. I think she would like that. I turn up as preened as I am physically capable of being. Okay, so you've got the, the doublet with the slash sleeves and you've got the fancy new rapier. You've got, Very fancy rapier. You've probably got ribbons tied to paces of you. Oh, I, I can only imagine that I have ribbons. Um, I'm spending two sorcery points second level spell slot to also just be slightly taller than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a specific what 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 spell is that? Are you doing all self? self? Yeah. Yeah. How long does that last? It lasts for two hours. Cool. Just so I know. I can do this again. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm yeah, I, I, I meet her I meet her probably at a fr- at, at her friend's house, at the house of a mutual friend. The the one where you habitually meet up so as not to be obviously meeting up with the bishop's daughter. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine that, like, even if she, even if she is notionally allowed to conduct her own affairs, like, like her, I'm, her... I'm sure not everyone around the cathedral approves of her seeing <laughs> a, a jobbing entertainer. I don't appear to be trying to improve myself every day, <laughs> making the world a more ordered place than I found it. So, I have in 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 the world in the world in which we live. Um, in which I don't have to remember to prepare things ahead of time. I did write her a sonnet, um, which I'm absolutely going to insist on reading to her. Immediately? I think, yeah, probably. Right? Okay. Yeah, she she comes out of her friend's house when you knock on the door, and she's 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 looking lovely as usual, you know. Got possibly wearing a flower crown. Oh, beautiful. Aww. Um, I do have, I don't know, what what is... um. What is what is poetry? It's a performance, maybe. I I think yeah. I think roll roll me a performance check to go on one knee and read your your sonnet to Annette. Oh God! <laughs> there we go. That is a seventeen. That's a seventeen on poetry. Oh, does the phoenix rising from the pyre pine for the plumage of the common wren? And does the jewel of every heart's desire inflame with envy for a rhinestone gem? A wren is safe and rhinestones too will lie, untroubled by the thief who comes in time. The sparkle of the sapphire in his eye, a tempting beacon for that wicked crime. Perhaps then envy ought to turn around, and rubies ought to mimic coloured glass. The phoenix ought to burrow in the ground. And rich folks ought to clad their gold in brass. But sooner would I spend my life on guard than let my gemstone's beauty ne'er be marred. She's definitely humouring you a bit as you do the whole down on one knee in the middle of the street reciting yeah, love poetry yeah, yeah. to her. Um, but she, she is amused by your antics and she does appreciate the poem. I was recently reading a lot about how Shakespeare's sonnets, mostly him just being a massive loser to some boy he fancies. <laughs> and then of course I take her arm I take her arm and I take her down to whatever low rent hovel um, Odysseus is putting <laughs> the rest of you um... oh you want to be along for the ride you're going to have to follow me 
Yeah, we were just standing on the sidewalk. Yeah. The rest of you, are you following? Have you previously done research about where Odysseus is playing? What are you doing? Will has no idea who this guy is supposed to even be, so he probably would have not gone to Tipsigree about this and asked other people instead about, like, what what this Odysseus person, you know, is like, what is, where does he play, what does he do? Sure. Roll me an investigation check. And it's just like, I was at Evelyn's and was talking to her about werewolf books and also, like... And also I hear there's this performer puppetry. called Odysseus. Yeah. Uh, that was investigation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Da, 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 da. Uh, that'd be a nine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Aveline, when you asked, kind of sniffed and said she wasn't a fan of puppet shows. All right. Didn't, didn't hold with that sort of thing. Okay. Real is noting this is this is two people who do not like this Odysseus person. All right. I guess if that that's all I can find out. That's all I can find out. So. Mm. Yeah. If anyone else wants to also try and investigate and, and suggest how they would do it, feel free. Or you can just go with following Tepsikiri around the city. I think Alusha is like along, is like quietly amused um, and along for the ride and uh, is not necessarily like um, outwardly super invested uh, in, in, in the goings on, but sure. she's inwardly like, this is fun and uh, yeah. So I think she's kind of, like, playing nonchalant. Sure, but not necessarily actively helping either, because you're just kind of going along right. with it to see what happens. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Ember is pretty much just like, new friends, this is what we're doing! We are following the new friends! <laughs> so this is real idea to torment Tupsikari on their date. Cool. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to spend a little more time. Um... I mean, I can investigate as well. Um, oh, probably, like... If everybody's dressing up, like, if this is oh, something yeah. we're dressing up, Real needs some new clothes, because all he has are vestments. Oh, I suspect I'm direly, direly overdressed for this joint. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, then. Real was like, should we get, should we get like, fancy clothes? <laughs> How are you going to... What's your tactic, Amber? Probably seeing that Rill um, was trying to figure out what was happening, um, but not having much success. Mm -hmm. um, Ember will kind of go around and see if there are any, like, pamphlets or signs of, of this performance that's happening uh, tonight. Fabulous. Um, Roll me another investigation check. Okie dokie. That is no bonus because Ember <laughs> is not smart. But apparently it was not terribly difficult to find though because I rolled a 19. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you, you um, managed to find some the kind of half-size hand-drawn posters on various like 
there there are walls around the city that are clearly used as the general people advertising things points. And in amongst the advertisements for getting shoes mended and laundry done and come to the sand pit and try your strength against the champions, in between all of that, you do find an advertisement for Odysseus's latest uh, work, which is to be performed at the Lark and Lily tonight. Show begins at half past seven. Food and drink available. Lovely. And we will only take you a little bit more asking around to find out where, in fact, the Lark and Lily is. Um, it's it's a fairly large and well-known pub, so it's not difficult to find. Cool. Uh, so Ember will come back and relay this information to Rill and... Um, uh, Alusha? There we go. Yes. Sorry. Are, are you playing? Just, you don't get the impression from the poster or from talking to people about where it is that this is a particularly high-class joint. Uh, but you, you would be aware that Terpsichore is dressed to the nines when setting out for their date. I think Ember would relish the opportunity to be dressed up. Um, <laughs> so knowing that there will be at least one other person there dressed to the nines, Ember will also uh, be extravagantly dressed um, which will require a little bit of shopping. It, it will. You will need to go and purchase some some finery. It's not difficult to, to do that. Um, there, are, there are places mm-hmm. that can sell you fancy clothes for fancy people. Along that note, uh, Alusha does have some fine clothes um, uh, that she has from when uh, when she was a noble in... Sure, um, so you, you've got a set of... of... Yeah, they're, they're very elven in style. They've got that flowing cut to them, much more than the, the local human fashion for, you know, emphasizing curves. But they are at least beautifully made of lovely fabric. This is just like, this is just like Big Dave. This is just like the crowd of Big Dave's also featuring like the foreign dignitaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, it's just going to be a pub with like regular people in. And then these weird elves. <laughs> Just a group of weird elves who all know each other. <laughs> and that, which, that, which, of course, makes us stand out even more, so it's, like, super obvious that we're... <laughs> you are not going... Yeah, you, you may not be blending very well. <laughs> oh, man. Real, I don't know if you have any, any drow fashion to round out this... Uh, Real does not. He didn't. He has like common clothes, and then he has his vestments, which is uh, a little too a, not not it's really a different kind scene. of formal. Yeah, so he's gonna go with Ember and s- sort of pick something from whatever fashion is available, which I'm assuming is mostly going to be like human, as far as things that would it fit is, him. But you know, humans are approximately a similar size to to elves and drows. It's not not going to be difficult to find something that'll fit you. Oh no, he's not worried about it fitting. He's worried about it being like incredibly garish uh, compared <laughs> to like drow sensibilities. <laughs> not in sober shades of purple and midnight. Right. Yes. So he he would probably pick something on the darker but also fancy scale. Excellent. I I want I want to say that's like fifteen gold each for fancy clothes. Okay. Um, but I'm just checking. 
because I might be misremembering that. No, it is. It's 15 gold each for your, your fine clothes. Uh, of course, I have two sets of fine clothes. You do, because you are that fancy. <laughs> you live a fancy lifestyle with your fancy clothes and your fancy rapier. Yeah, all, all posties are all posties are fancy lifestyles. <laughs> it's true. Long distance couriers are known for flashing the cash. <laughs> for the record, Ember has chosen some beautiful black and grey garments with like pops of reds and oranges and yellows. Oh gorgeous. Um, yes. Very tasteful but also striking. I'm into it. And thematic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's like this black and grey velvety frock and then around the bodice and almost like a f- set of corsetry. It's got these panels mm-hmm. of vibrant silk. Yes. Like peeking through. So um with my with my extremely subtle tail following behind me. <laughs> I take the love of my life out for a lovely trip. Because you guys do know where you're going, are you following Tepsikari or are you planning on just also attending the event? Are you present would... for the love poem reading? <laughs> <laughs> I would think we are just showing up as much as yeah. I would love to have been there for the love poem reading. Um Cool. Then we then we will we will, we will let the lovebirds get there first. I think. Um, I don't have a lot to say, you know, before, before the show starts. I'm obviously planning to just watch this watch this um, very good, very skilled display of puppetry and just um, enjoy a nice evening out with my girlfriend. I don't know if everyone's being so weird about it. Okay. Um, you've been to the Lark and Lily before. Uh, you've probably performed there before. Um, it tends to have performances most nights. It's kind of, yeah, kind of a theatre pub kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, mostly not full on plays, but your kind of thing and and little puppet shows like this. And sometimes there'll be a dancer. You get it. Uh, it's got two levels. There's quite a crowd tonight. Um, there's maybe sixty or seventy people in here. Um, mm. You're there nice and early because you were going on a date, so you're there in time to get dinner as well. So you get yourselves a table. Oh yeah. There is an entrance fee because there's a show on uh, mm. of five silver per person. It's it's obviously I'm covering that for my my lady love as well, being as how I'm so flash with cash. Yeah, she she lets you pay, um, and if you're getting dinner, I think that comes to about about the same again. Sure. The the food is not. This is not a gastropub. It's just a place where you can get dinner while you watch a show. Yeah. So the other three of you, you arrive a little later. Um, the the place is filling up. There is a fair bit of a crowd. You pay. You will be charged five silver for entrance. How much would just a uh, a bit of popcorn cost? <laughs> Let, let's say one silver on the popcorn. <laughs> All right. You have a choice between popcorn and salted peanuts. Um, the, the entrance fee is regardless of whether you buy dinner. That's just mm-hmm. it's ticket price. Um, it's a fairly large building. The, the ground floor is now pretty much filled up. That's where most of the tables are. Um, but there is 
an upstairs balcony that runs around three sides of the room. So it runs down both sides and across over the bar so as to leave the other side of the room with more working space and you can all look down on the little stage at the other side of the room, which is like a plank high. It's not heavily raised. It's just demarcated with little footlights that are just little mirrored cases with candles in to shine more light up onto the stage. Um, you can mill around on the ground floor if you want, um, or you can go up and maybe find a seat. Certainly be more out of the way. Up to you. Mm. Mill around? Uh, can Sounds we see good. where uh, Tipsicory Tipsicory, are you making any effort to not be obvious to your friends who've just walked in in fancy clothes? Uh, I mean, no, that's fine. I'm not... <laughs> Right. Obviously, they wouldn't interrupt me on a date. So that would be incredibly rude. Yeah, you, you can see <laughs> Tupsikare and Annette, who is the uh, the halfling that you met whilst finally exiting the cathedral grounds. Um, she is no longer in her dressing gown. She is now in less fancy clothes than any of you are wearing. She's just wearing a nice frock, and she's got a flower crown, which is adorable. <laughs> um, they're sitting at a little table for two, and they're holding hands on top of the table. Aww. Yes, you can see them. Yeah. Um, Up to you whether you want to interrupt or not. If not, we'll just go with milling around. Yeah, I I would say not. Yeah, not. Yeah, you can find a a, a patch of floor rather than a table, like, uh, on the other side of the open space, so you're not, like, right next to Tepsikari and Annette. Maybe lean on a pillar with your beer and your popcorn. The lights do not exactly dim. It's more that when the sun goes down, not so many lights are put up to replace it as would be necessary for the space. So at the point where the show starts, there is a general low-lit, very indoors feel to the building. It doesn't... It, it feels cosy it feels very communal like you're all in this together there is a curtain of slightly ragged velvet hung across the back of the little stage uh, which is it just you're not sure whether there's a room back there or whether it's just a little curtained off area to allow performers to come in and out there's a couple of musicians off to one side of the stage um, one of them starts playing beautifully on a flute and the other one has a drum and starts a low, gentle rhythm building up the mood and the anticipation. And what you see first coming out through the curtain is, as you might have guessed, a marionette. It's a puppet. It's a human-shaped, articulated puppet. It's about three feet high. It's being worked. You can you can see someone's arm if you look in the shadows over it that's operating the strings. And it, the puppet itself comes out and gives a flourishing bow and says, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's performance by the magnificent Odysseus. And through the curtain, following the puppet, steps a gentleman. He is 
half-elf gentleman, but the elf half is drow. So the result is that he has dark grayish purplish skin. He kind of he's he's the color of a thundercloud. Finely dressed in the showy clothes rather than noble clothes. There's a lot of brightly colored bits of satin and you can see the lining and things flourish and he has a cloak that is gently but constantly billowing behind him. He comes out working this marionette with one hand. He holds out his arm and along his other arm steps this tiny dragon. It's cat-sized, but it's, it's a tiny dragon. He holds it up to the crowd and there's various bits of applause. People appreciate the sight of this magnificent creature. Alusha very much does. And he says, and of course, the amazing Magnificat. And he sort of flips his arm up and the tiny dragon takes wing. Oh my god. And flies up to balcony level and does a couple of full circles of the space as various people lean out over the balcony and try to touch it as it flies past. It's a silver creature, but the edges of all its scales are a bright purple. It's almost a feathered effect as it moves. Flies back down and lands neatly on his arm again. And scurries up and sort of sits around his shoulders like a scarf, looking out at the audience. Felucia is delighted. How many nipples does he have? And what happens if I prick him with a silver pen? <laughs> <laughs> the half-elf or the pseudo-dragon? Or Odysseus. I'm concerned he's picked up some sort of terrible warlock pact. He is wearing too many clothes for you to discern how many nipples he has. <laughs> would you like to go off and attempt to prick him with a pin? <clears throat> I don't. Um, I would like to roll an investigation check. <laughs> Certainly. What are you trying to discern? Is the dragon real or illusory? Yeah, roll an investigation check. Now, there's a 17, which unless he's very good or it's not a minor illusion. No, that's a real entity. Hmm. That is not an illusion. I'll hold judgment for now. He might be a wizard. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Have I encountered this dragon before? Is this a new addition to his? Um, no, you'd be aware that he does have this creature. Okay, that's, fair. that's fair. I'm less concerned now. Um, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, you haven't known him for very long, but in the six months or so that you have been aware of Odysseus, he has had this dragon. That's fair. Um, could I just establish, I'd, I'd like to have set myself up within 30 feet of the stage. Um, I'm willing to allow that, yeah. That's fantastic. And I'm going to say, um, the other folks, you also are, but you're on the other side of the room. So there's probably 40 feet between you and Terpsichore, but you are within striking range of the stage, should you decide to do anything dramatic. Fantastic. So his puppet, his uh-huh. puppet says, says, yeah, it's impressive now, but you should, but you should see the litter box. <laughs> that gets a delighted laugh from the crowd. Yeah, it's not, it's not part of his act. <laughs> no, I think it's, but the crowd doesn't know that. Um, <laughs> he does not know it yet, but he is doing it. But he is doing. But he is doing a two-hander tonight. Yeah. What, what the crowd hears is that this puppeteer has now like 
not just thrown his voice, but produced a whole different sounding voice to his puppet. I have imitated <laughs> his voice as closely as I could. Roll performance. I would love to. Um, <laughs> that is that is eighteen. You nail it. Like it, it to you, it does sound like him. So the crowd laughs, delighted because, hey, it's a poop joke. Those are funny. <laughs> and Odysseus kind of, as he's reaching up to catch the dragon again, looks down at the puppet with a puzzled expression. <laughs> but does not seem to know who might have done that. I'd like you to picture me sat next to my lady love, like, one hand, like, one hand in hers, but also wrapped in a, but also, like, wrapped in a piece of fleece. <laughs> yeah. The other hand makes arcane gestures. <laughs> I am imagining this and it is pleasing in my sight. <laughs> Yeah, he looks down at the puppet and he doesn't say anything because whoever did that just that fit in beautifully with the show. He's not going to like he's not going to claim that was disruptive heckling and, until it's funnier. Um, yeah. the, the dragon settles back into place and Odysseus reaches behind his back behind the billowing cloak and brings it back forward. And now there's another puppet. You know, he's working one with each hand and they, they look at each other. And they bow to each other and straighten up. And he says, tonight I would like to delight you with that most ancient of arts, puppetry. She doesn't get much of a reaction because everyone kind of figured that because there was a puppet. <laughs> but this is clearly the cue for the musicians and they get louder and faster and start, the, the, the flautist starts playing an actual dance tune. Um, it's a familiar kind of dance tune. This is just the local folk dancing type music. It's, it's got the right kind of beat. It's got the right kind of melody. It's, it's very familiar to Ember, at least. The others of you may have heard it. But as expected, these puppets, which is, it is genuinely, if anyone has seen previous puppet shows, this is good work. He's, he's not an amateur. He, he does know what he's doing. Um, and he's getting the puppets to, you know, flirt a bit before they start dancing and, and one of them is pursuing the other and he's not interested and then she's kissing his hand and softening up and, and then they start dancing their way around the stage and the crowd's getting into it get the, I think if you get to the I think when we get to the um, kissing the hand bit I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just add it I'm just gonna add in yeah it's yeah it's cute now but you should see him doing it alone in his room all night it's really sad is that coming from one of the puppets? Coming from the puppet, yeah. <laughs> Roll me a sleight of hand, please. <laughs> that is nine. <laughs> okay. This time, Odysseus doesn't kind of break stride with what he's doing with the puppets, but he does glance at the dragon that's around his shoulders. <laughs> and that creature stretches itself up and jumps off his shoulders. And instead of flying around the room, it flies straight at your table. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and lands just shy of actually, you know, hitting you with a net and rears back and hisses in your face. Um, I conjure a illusory silver cage around. <laughs> While this is happening, the puppets are now kind of getting into their, their lovely little couple's dance and they're going back and forth across the stage and everything's very nice and, and light-hearted and merry. Hey, how's Annette responding to this? <laughs> she, as soon as the dragon lands, just, you know, because it is nearly touching you, she has snatched her hand back and is kind of staring at the dragon, which is hissing at you. Mm. She appears startled. Weird. That's weird. I don't know why it's doing that. Um, um, what's the... Um, on your illusions, what's the AC on... Sorry, the DC on spotting them? Uh, 13. It's an investigation check. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this dragon has any bonuses to that, so... It, it kind of stops and pulls its head back slightly and is looking at the bars in confusion and distress with its wings semi-furled because it doesn't think Aww. it can fly away right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it in the cage until one of them does something about it because the thing is, I can't do that and do another minor illusion. <laughs> <laughs> actually, come to that. I can. Uh, how's it? Yeah, no, I can actually. <laughs> Bear in mind, you have already spent, um, you have already spent some sorcery points on being tall. Uh, that's fine. My illusion is a cantrip. Cool, cool. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. For, I'm gonna wait for um after the first sort of little number is over, and then just add in a. He only does this because he's not good enough to be a fire dancer. The, the, the dragon somehow still seems to think it's actually stuck in this cage. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, and as the puppets finish their little initial dance and bow this time to the audience, you say your next little bit of heckling, and again, it gets a laugh. You know, this is the audience are here for a performer who is heckling himself. I think that's funny. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind if the audience enjoys it as long as he doesn't. the two little dancing puppets are swooshed back away into his cloak and he holds up a hand as if to say wait give me a moment and he just turns around and his cloak of course billows out gorgeously behind him and as he comes back around to face the audience there is sitting on his arm, with its back to his chest and its legs dangling down, a third puppet. And this one is... The other two were nicely painted and nicely dressed, but they looked like regular ordinary puppets. Mm. This one doesn't have nearly so much paint on it. There's just a lot more visible pale wood that even from this distance, you can see it's been beautifully carved. I mean, this, this thing has eyebrows. It has very fine little crow's feet around the line, around the eyes. It's just gorgeously made, but looks much older and much less artful in some ways. It's more like a sculpture than it is 
what you'd expect from a puppet. And this puppet doesn't bow. It just kind of looks out imperiously at the audience and turns its head to look around and up at the people on the balcony and turns to facing forward. Um, I would like Tepsikari specifically to roll me an investigation check. I love to investigate. I'm very good at it. That is seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, he's, he's a puppeteer. It's, it's a puppet. It seems, this all seems normal. It all checks out. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the puppet. The, the musicians, having been coached in what they're meant to do, have changed their tune. And the rhythm has changed from a lively dancing beat to something slower and more like a waltz. And the, the flute has dropped down into its lower register and is weaving a beautiful melody around the room. And... Odysseus says, and now I would like to introduce the lovely Felicity. Hello, I'm Felicity. Pleased to meet you. Yeah, um, I now have to actually figure out more specifically what he's going to do. <laughs> okay, well, the first thing that happens is that the dragon is going to try and bite you. Because oh, it's, cool! It absolutely can because the, because this is a completely illusory cage. Illusory. Like it doesn't know it can, but it's going to instinctively just go for you and then discover that it can do things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to look up the stats for, for a pseudo dragon. Give me just a moment. I don't think it's a particularly um, dangerous bite. Dangerous bite, but it is it is going to attempt to like bite your face. Oh, the annoying oh, thing is part of you. So <laughs> that's what it's going for. The annoying thing is, um, I could try and levitate it, but the problem is, it does have wings. It, it, it <laughs> won't. It cut. Yeah, it won't be able to land, but it'll be able to fly around just fine. Um, that is an eighteen to hit. <laughs> it hits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Please take five piercing damage. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. From being bitten by a cat-sized dragon. <laughs> who, in doing this, discovers that this cage is completely illusory. Yeah. And follows up the bite by putting its claws on your shoulders like it's trying to shove you back and hissing again. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I don't like this. This is probably this isn't the best date I've ever been on. Um, yeah, Annette is swearing and pushing her chair back away from the now violent dragon. Yeah, uh, sorry, I've got D and D Beyond has gone weird at me. It seems to insist that I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Um, there, cool. Um, so now there's a uh, there's a bit of a scrap going on, right? Mm-hmm. There is there is very obviously a scrap, and the bartenders have definitely noticed that there's a scrap going on. 
Um, Has Annette realized that uh, the Tupsikri is heckling? Um, from where you are, you wouldn't be able to tell what she's realized. She certainly doesn't appear to be keen about sitting next to her boyfriend, who is fighting a dragon. Oh, yeah, like, I'm absolutely just making hay out of this now. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm screaming and making a commotion about how, his, about how his bloody wild animal is going to attack me. He is, um... <laughs> he's ignoring you, because he's got a crowd of 70 people to deal with. Yeah. Um, and instead of reacting to what's moved from, like, being really annoying to... Oh, now, now this is something that, that, you know, now we just have a patron who is making a fuss and is clearly going to get thrown out by the I'm staff. being attacked by his dragon. Having just visibly antagonised it by casting a cage over it. I mean... <laughs> Which is still there. What cage? I can drop the cage, uh, drop, <laughs> drop cage as an action. <laughs> Feel free to do that, but like that was what was happening at the point where people saw you screaming that you were being attacked by a wild animal, is that you appeared to have tried to catch it. I put it to you that screaming and making a fuss is in fact a free action. <laughs> uh, I, sure, but I don't see how this negates anyone seeing that. And can be done alongside... <laughs> So far, you haven't told me that you want to drop the cage. So I mean, I want to drop the that. illusion, yes. Right, okay. <laughs> In which case, only one of the bartenders has started seeing it. Oh. Before it went away, because, you know, they're watching the, the, well, they were watching the cool little dragon as it flew over. Mm. Various people saw. You did this yeah. in a crowded room full of people who thought the dragon yeah, was cool. It's fair. It's fair. I would love to say you got away with this, but it was kind of visible. <laughs> the dragon was, in fairness, coming at me quite aggressively. And I'm sure someone will care <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but right now you're just kicking up a fuss. Um, <laughs> I am kicking up a fuss, it's true. You're kicking up a fuss. Um, it's going to take a- another... You know, the, the bartenders have to come around from behind the bar and actually mm. react. So they're clearly going to get to you very soon, but they haven't got to you yet. Uh, meanwhile, Odysseus is pretending none of this is happening. He's just, you know, not even looking at that side of the room. Um, he's looking over towards the other patrons and your friends. And the puppet that is sat on his arm has started to sing. And it, I mean, you haven't heard, I mean, most of you haven't heard Odysseus sing. But this isn't the voice you would expect from him. This is a, a beautiful, warm alto. This it sounds very feminine. It sounds. It has a different accent to him. It has a different tone to him. It doesn't sound like it's Odysseus. It, it's it's very lovely. It starts off with these sort of gentle warm-up vocalizations, like little scales, like just kind of getting itself in tune. And it's clearly about to start into the actual song at the point where two burly-looking bartenders descend upon Terpsichore's table. <laughs> and two of them, you say? 
Yeah, Annette. So one of them is is preoccupied with Annette because she kind of immediately tries to, to grab one of them and move behind them so as to be out of the way of the dragon fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one reaches out and tries to grab the dragon's neck with one hand and your neck with the other. <laughs> and succeeds them on grabbing the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you need to make a, a, a roll to try and dodge against Bartender's um, strength. Dexterity uh, saving throw? It, no, it's like it's either athletics or acrobatics, I think, to avoid a grapple. I like acrobatics better. Uh, 11? Yeah, no. Bartender grabs you in one strong hand and kind of pulls you back and pulls the dragon back through the, <laughs> the no longer... Well, the, the cage is gone, so it just pulls the dragon back and says, could everyone quiet down, please? Quiet down? I quiet down. This, his bloody wild animal attacks me. You see that thing is vicious as we kept on a leash? Let's talk about this outside, shall we? I feel like we yes, that far. Yeah, he will not let go of you until he's got you out of the chair and started you moving. He will um, sort of hold the dragon up and say, now stop it. Go back and talk to your master. Tosses it into the air in a way that dragons probably don't like and it flaps and hovers from it and hisses at him. And then obediently flies away and perches on top of the, the curtain rail that holds the velvet curtain um, back over the stage. There's a few oohs and ahs from people up on the balcony who have no idea what's happened. Like, they have no idea there's even a commotion, but look, there's a dragon that's flying. Um, and the puppet breaks into full song and is singing something very sad and some, something. Something very sad and wistful about springs and autumns that that it remembers that won't come back again. And Odysseus is not doing very much with the actual puppet. There's not a lot of movement going on. It's looking around and it sort of leans in sometimes and gestures sometimes. But this is much less like showing off puppetry and much more like you would expect from a human singer only this one has someone holding it up there is an amount of booing from the audience <laughs> can you do that while being away from me <laughs> roll performance with disadvantage because you're currently being evicted <laughs> <laughs> oh man that first one was a 20 and all <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is still 22. <laughs> like, a lot of people are kind of looking around trying to work out who's booing, because this seemed good. What's? You've definitely got some attention from the audience who are like, have I misinterpreted? Is this terrible? I don't... What? <laughs> um, if you three would like to roll your own... It's investigation, I think? To see through illusions? Yeah, your own investigation checks to see whether you notice that this is an illusion, please do. Alright. Well, that's a grand old one from, from Alicia. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone's booing, you don't know who. 
Rail didn't get much higher because that is a nine again. Ember got a six. Okay, so I think all of you, what you are aware of is that the dragon flew over and started attacking Tepsikari. And now Tepsikari is being thrown out by the bartender. And someone's booing? <laughs> you don't know who. You put up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Up to two minutes. I still have four three points. Let me just check something that I think is going to be immediately relevant. <laughs> I will say, the original offer maybe I'll set his puppets on fire. I think <laughs> which was down. Look, look, I have stats all worked out if you want to do that. <laughs> I know, I worked them out for you. <laughs> no, there are more stats than that. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> that, that is where it starts with, certainly. Let me check this. I listened to that D&D podcast you recommended me. Yeah, if just someone went to a puppet show and then... <laughs> <laughs> they made a nuisance of themselves. I'm not sure what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't start with episode 11. You won't have to. <laughs> well, that's usually good advice. <laughs> well, I think start with like episode 8. 7 or 8, mm-hmm. I think is kind of, mm-hmm. you get big feels in a Spooky underground room, which is which is fun. Mm. I would like Tepsikari to make an intelligence save. Oh no, I don't like this. I don't like the words intelligence and save being put together. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a five. <laughs> that is oh. a fail. Uh huh. So what you perceive <laughs> is that as you are following one burly bartender through the crowd, mm-hmm. another burly person comes up behind you and puts one hand all the way across your chest and round your arm in a huge bear hug and the, claps the other hand across your mouth and keeps marching you out. I don't like this. <laughs> I would like to bite. Also, can I have inspiration? No. To show up for my hated rival. No, that's a motivation. That's not inspiration. <laughs> I understand you have, are motivated, but still no. Uh, cool. Can I bite? You can bite. Or you can try to bite. I'd love to try to bite. What What happens? Um, hang on, I just need to check something. No, wait, hang on a second. Biting is a terrible idea. I would like to shock and grasp. <laughs> oh shit, I can't. I can't because I can't speak. Mm. No, you've got a hand over your mouth. Oh, that's a nuisance. I knew I should have taken silent ca- silent, the silent casting metaphor. Is it magic? I can still cast minor illusions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to start by trying to bite. 
Seems like a silly thing to do when someone clasps their hand over your mouth. Uh-huh. Um, roll, roll to hit. I don't know what the rules are on biting. I assume it's an unarmed attack, but the bites. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so that would be 12 plus 16. Okay. Um, roll some damage. Uh, I think it's just three if it's an unarmed attack. Yeah, you, you bite the big meaty hand that is over your face, and you you get this kind of a shudder goes through the, the the person as if you have bitten them, but they don't let go of you. You well, have not drawn blood. They've that wrapped, they've wrapped their arms around my chest, right? One arm is around your chest and pinning your arms, and the other ah, one is over your face. Pinning my arms, that's an important feature. Yeah, I mean, it's only got your upper arms. Your hands are probably still free. Cool. The point is, can I still make arcane gestures? Yes, I will let you do that, because it has only Fantastic. got your... It, it's got your upper arms, so you're going to find it hard to wrestle, but you could definitely wave your hands around. Excellent. Um, I make a sound as loud as a scream, by which I mean, I make a scream. I scream <laughs> murder. Illusorily. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm just thinking in terms of distances and rounds. I think you're going to be be out of the door very soon. Mm. Um, all of your friends, however, will hear you screaming. Mm. Um, your friends will not see any other people. They will just see the person you're following, and now you're screaming. Exciting. Stuff is happening now. It's all very you, you, you're, you're causing much havoc. Excellent. You're definitely getting a lot of attention from the audience now. Weirdly, the scream is going to continue in the same place for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like an active act of will to stop the act to stop the sound. <laughs> stop the screaming. So until you turn the scream off, it will continue to scream. Where, where is the scream imminent? Is it from you or just like in the audience? It's from where I am, but it doesn't move with me. <laughs> so where you were? Like yeah, it's from about away. five feet from the door. Yeah, just a patch of floor, like five feet from the door. That's where it is. It's screaming. It's just screaming. It's the screaming floor. <laughs> yeah, the dragon is also going to scream just because it's having, it's getting very it's worked up now. Yeah, it's having a day. So there, there's a, a scream from about five feet from the door, which currently appears to be emanating from Tipsickery. There's a dragon that's perched on top of the curtain rail with its wings mantled, also screaming. <laughs> and the puppet stops singing and looks up into Odysseus's face. And he looks back at the puppet. And looks quite concerned. Would would the rest of you like to take any actions at this time? <laughs> I would like to know with the singing that didn't sound like uh, Odysseus's voice. Mm -hmm. uh, did it appear to be coming from Odysseus, or did it appear to be coming from the puppet? Like like 
I assume with the other voices, you know, we could see at least a little muscle like throat movement. movement or, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, um, roll, roll me an investigation check. All that right. The right thing. Oh, come on, gay die. Don't fail me. Uh, that is another 19. That not a trace of Odysseus singing. Like, hmm. it wasn't coming, It like, physically, it was directionally, it was coming from the puppet, and he didn't appear to be singing at all. Like, his breath wasn't in time with where it would have to be for the song. Cool. Uh, you did, because you were looking, see him mutter something and sort of twitch his free hand um, just before Terpsichore started screaming. Okay. Um, do, I, do I notice him and the puppet glancing at each other? If, if you're looking at them, yeah, um, yeah. because the puppet has, has now, the, the song has stopped and the musicians are kind of creaking to a halt because they're not sure what's going on either. Um, except for the drummer who is like, guys, it doesn't matter. You've got to keep the show going. Come on. The <laughs> show just, must go on. Yeah, he's just continuing the rhythm because it's much easier to come back from it if you didn't stop dead. Um, yeah. But the flautist is sort of drifting to a halt because she was supposed to be doing a counter melody to the singing and now the singing isn't happening and she's not sure where to go. Um, uh, you, you would definitely see the, the now silent puppet looking up at Odysseus and Odysseus looking back. Okay. Ember's gonna whisper urgently to their companions, um, something's not right about this. I think that uh, I, th- I think that Tipsikri may be in a bit of trouble. We should probably follow. Yeah, I uh, agree. And Ember will get up uh, and and start to follow uh, Tipsikri. Sure. Uh, the other two doing the same? Yeah, I think so. Real isn't okay. quite as sure. He thinks it might be part of the whatever this puppetry thing is, but if the other two are leaving, he's not going to stick around, so he'll follow also. Sure. Um, it'll take you a little while, a little bit of effort to work your way through the crowd, um, mm-hmm. so you won't catch up with them this term, but probably next term you'll be able to because they're going to stop when they get out the door. Yeah. Um, the screaming, of course, doesn't stop. <laughs> The screaming continues from a point five feet in front of the door. Uh, Tupsikari, you follow the one bartender and are sort of muscled out of the door by the other, or what you appear, what you believe to be another. You've completely lost track of Annette. Mm. Um, they 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 get you outside, um, outside of the tavern and. The, the first one, the one who, who came over to the table, folds his arms and says, Making a fuss, are we? I'm... I struggle wide, uh, wide-eyed. That's the <laughs> second one. Um, <laughs> let me check. Because I'm sure there's a saving throw on this. No, there isn't a saving throw on this. It was a one-off saving throw. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, you, you, you continue to be restrained with a hand over your mouth. Yeah. Um, I guess I will say... I can actually make sounds one-off. 
Um, so I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to just like you can put, you can clap your hand over my mouth, but fuck it, I can continue to I can continue to talk. I'm just like I just like start shouting, get him off me, get him off me. The, the barkeep, my voice does. Yeah, kind of grabs you by the collar and marches you another ten, fifteen feet away from the door. Wait, the hang on a second, the one in front of me. The one in front of you, yeah. The one who isn't a phantasm. The one who isn't a phantasm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know D and D. Yeah, I was using the rules. <laughs> The other three, you tumble out of the crowded tavern through a patch of screaming, which is really weird. Like you're you're moving towards Tupsikiri screaming, and then suddenly Tupsikiri screaming is behind you, but you can see Tupsikiri in front of you. Oh my god! Huh? Tupsikiri is kind of grabbing at nothing across their chest and looking furious. And there's a a burly bartender who is holding them by the collar and just pulling them away from the door because they are shouting, let go of me, let go of me. What's a nut doing? I will will mention, I am visibly, my lips aren't moving. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, so is is shouting this through magical means. (laughs) Tupsikri, are you okay? Um, it takes me a moment to respond because I have to cast my illusion again. <laughs> <laughs> Non-loopingly, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, get this, get this psychopath, get this, get this psychopath off of me. The, what? the bartender that is holding Tepsikiri's collar lets go of it and kind of raises that hand and takes half a step back and says, "No one is touching you. Come on, calm down." You can all still hear that, like, Odysseus has started up some new patter and the, the dragon has stopped screaming and there's some scattered applause. It, like, you know, the drum's still going. He appears to be trying to pick up the show where he left off and get the crowd back in again before they restart the song. I attempt to disbelieve. <laughs> <laughs> to disbelieve Odysseus or to disbelieve the phantasm? To disbelieve the phantasm. You need to roll, you need to examine, you need to use your action to examine the phantasm with an intelligence investigation check. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Uh, that is a five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's some giant man behind you who is grabbing you. It's awful. Yeah, you, you still think it's real, I'm afraid. <laughs> mm. Like, that's t- totally, it's there. Yep. If the duration on this is like... More it's than a minute. God, huh? uh, the duration is a minute. That's probably been about a minute. No. Um, not, def- not, not quite yet. We've only I've done minutes. a couple of minor illusions. I've bit it. And I've done a couple more. Yeah, okay, to be fair. Probably about 20 yeah, seconds. It's, it's about 30 seconds, I think. It's about halfway. Yeah. yeah. Is Tupsikri still shouting about getting this person off of them oh yeah absolutely Tupsikiri, no one's touching you i don't i don't understand we, there's no one to get off of you can i keep investigating turn on turn sure i think i'm just gonna 
I think with with people that I trust, insisting that no. Oh no, yeah, I think you can. You can have. A, I, I think also because Odysseus is now having to concentrate on his um his show again, and this is a concentration spell. I think now that you are out of the door and no longer actively disrupting his show, except for that scream, which he's just having to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at this point that that spell does drop, and you stop struggling against nothing and then there's nobody touching you and nobody is trying to stop you talking and i will note that the booing lasts longer than the screaming does <laughs> <laughs> can you have all of those things up at the same time without concentration yeah that is not a concentration spell it just lasts for a minute fair enough yeah odysseus is just trying to wait it out before he starts the song up again and you know making it funny that some crazy person was you know, had such bad taste as to insult the lovely Felicity, meaning the puppet, and so forth. Um, I'm proud of some of my jokes. <laughs> they, they, they appreciated your jokes until you started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and like now, most of them have figured out that the booing is illusory because like the whole song stopped and the booing didn't. Have <laughs> <laughs> secreted nothing. Wrong. Yeah, the booing was completely unresponsive to what was happening on stage. So now they're like, oh, someone's fucking with us. Now we get it. And Odysseus is making them laugh. It's fine. You don't see Annette, actually. And someone did ask. Um, she doesn't appear to have come outside. Mm. Oh, she's very impressed with my bravery. Can, can I poke my head back in? Yeah, you can, you can, you can go back in and look for Annette. All right, yeah, she's like, I really is going to assume she's maybe at the table, but she wasn't the one like fussing, so maybe they let her stay. He's going to check the table first, just kind of yeah, look over. Yeah, she's, and... she's standing near it. She's about 10 feet away, talking um, intently with another bartender. Um, you'd, you'd have to stop and, you know, take some time to eavesdrop if you wanted to know more, but she's, uh, she's still present. She's. He's just going to try. A very long way up at a bartender. <laughs> oh, I was going to say if if she's sort of facing towards Rill, he's going to try and like catch her eye and then waggle his fingers and just mime, you know, outside. She sees you and and catches your eye, but she's kind of caught up in this. She makes a gesture of I have to talk to this person. Right. Okay. Yeah. He was just trying to let her know, not um, you know, not not get her outside he's gonna yeah. duck back out and look at the uh three companions here all right i'm gonna go back inside and watch the rest of the show because we paid good silver for it <laughs> i love real <laughs> that's amazing yeah <laughs> you should totally do that okay, so he, he has kept time. he he might have spilled some of his beer on the floor when the screaming started and he's startled really violently. And he's really but, mad about it. What's more beer? Yeah. So, yes, he's going to get some more beer and go back in and watch the damn puppet show that they paid money to see. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so, Real has gone back inside. Um, the real, genuine bartender is still arms folded, looking at top security. Like, I will explain. He used his he used his he used his, he used his magical mind powers to create a phantasm at me. 
after you provoked his pet into a fight. His pet came and attacked me first. Look, I've seen your show. I know you can throw your voice. So I, I know that you're the one who was heckling because I've seen you do it before. I, <laughs> I am stuffing the fleece into my pocket. I resent that. <laughs> that I would stoop, and that I would need to stoop to such measures. That scream <laughs> is still going on. This, this low rent performer, really, an establishment that that should know better. So um, you're saying it's someone else that's making that screaming noise. I would. Mm. Now, now that was a 24 on the deception roll I just rolled. <laughs> I'm not sure there is a number sufficient. Wait, wait, for what statement? Uh, I think actually, I'm just gonna, I'm going to pull it back to a vaguely plausible light, which is, well, I mean, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing anything until, I wasn't doing anything until his, until his, until his vicious pet started trying to kill me. <laughs> We can refund your silver. How about that? We can refund your five silver. And you can stop heckling the show. Go somewhere else for your evening. I should think so. And by the way, are you booked up for next week? Because <laughs> yes. I, I might be back. Like I might be back in town and I've been... Working on something new. Next week, I think we are, but possibly not the week after. You want, you want to um, talk to I've got, I've got some new powders in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do recognise this gentleman. Like, he genuinely, he works here, you've performed here. Like, he's not a total stranger. <laughs> he's just kind of deeply unimpressed because he's sure <laughs> this is somehow your fault. <laughs> I mean, it is. Ellis. I will take my five silver and I will leave. The amount of people that know Tipsickery and think Tipsickery is constantly up to shit is growing. Oh no, it's sadder. I'll take my five silver and then I'm just going to lurk around for Annette to come out. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bartender has to go back in to get you your five silver from behind the bar. Yeah. And he, he comes back and he gives it to you and goes, look, I'm sorry it, it all... whatever that dragon was up to, but... I mean, that scream is still screaming, so... Oh, I mean, it, You're it, not it, it should have stopped screaming by now, I should think. Yeah. I guess I dropped the screen. He appreciates that. <laughs> he kind of claps you on the shoulder and says, better luck next time. I, I, give, a, I give a sniff indicating that I'm... <laughs> I'm above, not mollified. <laughs> I'm above all this. <laughs> um, uh, anyone notably... who's back inside... Sorry, go ahead. Ember does not go back inside. Uh, and they, they say to Tipsickery after the bartender leaves, like, I don't know what was going on over where you were, but that puppet, that Felicity, gives me the creeps, and I don't trust that damn puppet. I'm not going back inside. Right? I think you might be a war. I think you might be right. It's probably his arcane master that whispers secrets into his ears while he sleeps. Then can Alusha step inside and cast a perception check on Felicity? Um, 
Well, you wouldn't be casting anything because, like, taking a look is not a spell. Right. But you, you can definitely... In the, well, she is now... Check. That's, that's what I meant to say, sorry. Yeah, you, you, you can... You, yeah, you can, you can go back and, and, and take a look and see if you can spot anything. Um, I'm not sure what the difference here would be, really, between perception and, and investigation. So, yeah. Go for it. Roll me a perception check. 18. Definitely seems to you like Odysseus is not singing. Like this is the puppet appears to be doing the singing. Um, you can't see. And you're aware that you're not an expert in the art of puppetry. But you can't see the strings. <laughs> you can't. I mean, the puppet is sitting on one arm. And it, it, the other hand is just kind of scratching the dragon that's now sitting on the shoulder. And you, you're not seeing anything that would, in, that, that would be controlling the puppet. So that's very strong puppet work. Yeah, that's what you see. Yeah, so uh, she steps back out and she has a, kind of a hand lightly on uh, one of her short swords. Um, and uh, and she says, "Yeah, I I agree with Ember um, that 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 thing that's not natural. Um, there's something really really strange going on." I knew there was a reason to dislike him. I mean, it's like a puppeteer, the lowest form of art. <laughs> and to further that point, he's not even puppeteering he is just pretending to puppeteer this separate being so demon you know. demon you can call it what it is it's a demon <laughs> <laughs> i'm thoroughly on your side i feel like the last two episodes have just been chronicling Thibsikri's descent into madness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just that, it's just that he also happens to be right. <laughs> it's not paranoia if they really are out to get you. Exactly. <laughs> um, Rill, as you were watching the show resume... Um, By yourself. Start the song back from the beginning. Yeah, nobody else has up. come back in with them. He's just kinda... <laughs> no one else has come back in. But as you are... Watching the show resume, Annette does come over to you, kind of works her way through the crowd and gives you this complicated shrug of, well, that just happened. <laughs> and kind of, um, where's Tepsikari got to? Do you know? Yeah, she went outside. Okay. This is exciting. It was something. Are they all like this? Who's so, they? Eventful. No, he kind of waves a hand to indicate the general, like, you know, show. Oh, I think it's only the actors, really. Ah. Uh. And she will move towards the door and, and appear out in the street. Um, she uninjured because the dragon didn't go for her. Um, but looking... Her flower crown is now slightly crooked. And... Aww. She does not look super impressed. <laughs> oh, but thank goodness you're okay. What? What? What happened? He saw me in the crowd and being unable to 
control himself, sent his vicious dragon after me, and then used his, and I make a gesture, his mind powers to torment me with phantasmal illusions. Please roll persuasion check. <laughs> I'm going to say enough of that was true that I'll allow it, but... Damn it! If only I was lying! <laughs> you were up until the phantasmal illusions, which did happen. <laughs> if you would prefer deception... I mean, deception would make it nine, would make it eight. Let's not um, get ahead of... If you, yeah, if you would like to roll deception to lie to your girlfriend instead of persuasion to subtly lie to your girlfriend. <laughs> That's <okay. laughs> it's not going to make much difference. What did you roll? That was a uh, five. <laughs> a six, a six. She puts her hands on her hips and says, what did you actually do? I got attacked by a dragon. I... I mean, I... I did make some improvements to his show, but the crowd loved it. I'll just, um, I'll just, I'm going to try and just, like, very smoothly change the the make most of the evening now. I mean, I'll take you, I'll take you somewhere, somewhere quieter. I'll tell you all about our adventures. You can meet adventuring friends, probably. I think the I think the plays I think the show is mostly over anyway. It's really not, but <laughs> what is your problem with him anyway? What do you mean? What's my problem? I have a problem. He has a problem. I paid for this show. I could just go and watch it on my own. Well, she stops and thinks about that for a minute. And says, "Actually, I think you paid for the show." Yeah. <laughs> But I haven't got kicked out, so I still could go and watch it. Well, fine, watch watch the show. I don't I don't care. You clearly do care. So what's the problem? Um, that's it. Give, give me give me a little give me a little thinking break. I've got to find a good. <sighs> I'm reaching deep into Tukari's motivation for disliking Aditya so much. And I think the answer really is just he's a puppeteer and puppeteering is the lowest form of life and puppeteer is the lowest low life. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. And <laughs> if you like, but it's, it's an artistic fact. <laughs> sorry, if you, were, if you were pressing me to start with a deep motivation for Terms Hickory. Yeah, Pup- this time I really would like you to roll persuasion. <laughs> And B, I do slightly think she fancies him. But, you know, that's really a secondary reason for me to dislike him. Um, be a seven. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not your night, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, she's going to kind of glare at you. And what, do you think he's prettier than you or something? I take, I look, I literally, I take a step back and I look so hurt. Of course he's not prettier than me. That's my point. But you're acting like you think he is. What? He's just, I just, I just don't appreciate him. What? Working in a 
working in this and promoting his bad, bad art. This is an artistic dispute. Could you have it some other time than during a date? I think at this point, like, Terpsichore just, like, has just, like, armoured herself in self-righteousness. You know? <laughs> we may yeah. feel bad about this later, but right now, it's just full of, like, why can't you see that I'm doing this completely reasonable thing? Um, it's like, I didn't want to come here in the first place, you know? I, I just, I tried to... Uh, avoid this and then he couldn't let it go and I it's, it's you I'm, I'm I'm just going home I'm going home you enjoy your your puppetry all right see you next time bye Annette I'll be sure to come back with more exciting adventures to tell you about I'll write you another sonnet we now move in to the why are you why are you why are you fucking that other poet? Why why when why is there something better about his sonnets or something? Faith part of Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guild refined gold to throw perfume on the violet to paint the lily. <laughs> <laughs> the, the two of you still outside see Annette kind of straighten herself up and take off her flat crown and rearrange her curls. And- Put the crown back on straight this time and sweep back into <laughs> the tavern because she is going to enjoy the show. I mean, her date just left her. She's going to enjoy the show. And she'll come in and actually probably come and stand near Rill because he's someone she recognises and isn't her currently having a fight with. So why not? All right. <laughs> yeah, Annette just kind of reappears next to you this time with her flower, her flower crown has been straightened and she looks pissed off. Uh, Rill, who has hunkered back against a pillar in the tavern, just sort of pats the like ground next to him. <laughs> yeah, she she will drop down and sit next to you, and possibly try to steal a sip of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> he will share it, uh, noting the incredibly pissed off aura that she is coming off. Yeah. Uh, the other two, would you like to do anything? Uh, I kind of. Pat Tipsickery on the shoulder and just better luck next time, pal. Fine, it's fine. We should in, we should investigate his his dark sorceries. Well, not sorceries, his dark warlockeries. Though <laughs> maybe another time. I think actually we're probably uh, we're probably out on secondment. Way in a day or two. Secondment. That's not the word I mean. You know what I mean. I think I think Alusha uh, I think Alusha sits on um, sits on the other side of Rill and also steals some of the some of his beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just very very casually. Time wise, I think we actually do have to end the episode on everyone stealing Rill's beer. <laughs> <laughs> Laminated Pringles are of the devil. <laughs> this is vital baking news. We're all in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking baking news.
I can't even okay, bake. I don't have an oven here. Neither Pringles nor pancakes are baked. No, but they are laminated. <laughs> Only one of them shouldn't be. You do not support it. <laughs> I do not support laminating your Pringles. No. I'm not in favour. <laughs> what a weird word, laminating. Yeah, I've never heard anyone use laminating to mean stacked outside of, like, literally baking, like, croissants. No, I can and... give you an explanation for that. It's because I'm a weird nerd. Okay. 